Hey, beer and ballet fans. What's up? I am your host, Amber Daniels, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in for the continued conversation I'm having with Becky and Gerson. Before we continue on, I want to say a couple of things. One, Happy Father's Day, everybody. To all the dads out there, I wish you a hello, a welcome, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast you're listening to. Just a funny story that I always love to tell is that beer and ballet was actually how my dad and my partner, Ricky, met. All of you know and love Ricky, and um, I totally didn't mean for it to happen, but they ended up partnering together during that class. So, hey, everybody, my dad takes beer and ballet classes and I'm so thankful for his support. So shout out Geary Daniels. What's up from Jacksonville, Florida? I hope you're doing well. I miss ya. I love ya. I also want to give a special shout out to those who are celebrating multiple things this month. For instance, Juneteenth. That's right. Juneteenth is happening this weekend, actually. My neighborhood is having a block party right now and I'm listening to the wonderful music that's happening along with Pride Month. That's right. Pride Month is happening in the month of June. We are hosting a lovely class at Ministry of Brewing on June 22nd. That's this Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. We hope to see you there. 50% of our proceeds will be going to the Trevor Project. I'll release a little bit more of why we chose that fundraising opportunity on our Instagram page, so be sure to check that out. All right, enough talk, enough of the info. Let's get back to this podcast. And Fucked up shit happened. Totally. But we're there. Um, Becky, you had something very exciting happen very recently. Um, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you about it a little bit. Um, I'm so proud. Y'all, she was the first dancer to receive an artist in residency at the Strathmore Music Center. Um, so basically from what I understand, she worked like a full year on a project and was on this not committee, but she, she had a, a bunch of different collaborators um, who you could possibly work with and created a very sick show. But Becky, can you talk a little bit more about that experience? Yeah, so um, a shout out to Betty Scott, but more in particular, Kathy Fink, for like hardcore <laughs> nudging me to apply for this. Um, this, I think, is are they on their 18th year, Gerson? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Strathmore Artists in Residence. And, yeah, I was pushed to apply. They hadn't thought, you know, like, they had brought in um, Chris Styles Bacon, which is an amazing beatboxer. They'd have multiple vocalists. But they hadn't started to think about how dance fit into the mm-hmm. picture. And so Kathy was like, nope, we gotta, we got to get that. It was like, you should apply. And I think she also nudged me to apply because I did a, resident, a music residency through the U.S. State Department. So, I, like, I had been in spaces as the only dancer prior. Um, and I love cross-cultural collaboration. I think it's just, like, real beauty yeah. in figuring out what, what fits together and, and what doesn't. Um, sort of weeding that out. It kind of, like, helps you weed out, like, what's important. What's the most important thing about what I do? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was able to be, I got the residency in 2021. Um, it was a commitment from, well, like, about a nine-month commitment, and it ended up um, ending in two performances, and those two performances have to be different. So they're, like, 45 minutes to an hour, and you present material um, 
I ended up doing a show with Team Art Rounders, which is a string band group that I tour with as their dancer. So we did a show, and then the second show was a lot of collaboration. So Eric Spangler, who's a DJ and composer from Baltimore, came in. I got Daniel Kulik, a good friend of mine from Louisiana. Rifa, who is a Chinese um, improvisational singer who grew up based in Chinese classical music, but now does these like really incredible meditative journeys that you go on. And a couple dancers as well. I was like, well, I'm taking this dance title seriously, so I'm gonna bring Catherine Maynard, who's a great rhythm tap dancer in the DC area. I'm gonna bring up um, Rose. I'm gonna bring an amazing Chinese classical dancer. I'm gonna bring up Maggie Leshevsky. And so kind of trying to share share that load a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a super fun time. It was kind of wild to do it during a pandemic. Um, so many times, like, I didn't get to meet my collaborators until we were, like, about to play music, so we'd be, like, trading on Zoom, so or working out, sending each other audio, audio files, like, did one whole concert with Ruri where we weren't ever in the same space, just, like, recorded separate tracks and edited them all together, but, yeah, it was a, a great opportunity to meet like-minded collaborators in the D.C. area and get connected to that institution. And then, when Gerson decided to go to the MFA here, I was like, yo, you should apply. And then, he got it. We're sitting here with the second dancer. <laughs> the first rhythm tap dancer. <laughs> the first right. rhythm tap dancer. Yay. Yay. What you up to with that? Um, so, I am, we did our first show at our what I like to call our introduction to the world. Um, and it was fantastic. There was a lot of, um, we got to really collaborate with all of my, my class, which I'm the class, I guess, of 2022. Um, and, and it was fantastic. We have an amazing saxophonist, an amazing piano player, an amazing flutist. Flautist? Flautist. Um, an amazing shell shellist <laughs> um hopefully i'm saying this right i mean he's also showing us the the instruments with his hands it's, this is pretty entertaining on our end so yeah you know um anyway we we also what i like about strathmore is that they assist in making sure that your career remains fruitful moving forward so they have great like seminars that talks about taxes as an artist that talks about um your creative um philosophy your 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 um what is it your goals as an artist um and then we we take that and figure out how this philosophy as as an artist allow us to engage with our art form but also with gigs that may appear is this gig for example is the gig aligned with my philosophies and my values as a dancer or maybe not um so i, I like strive more in in that sense um and also just the, the idea to collaborate with other people um have that pool available to always say hey james let's let's get together let's um let's put some some thoughts together and, and figure out a show, not necessarily just for Strathmore, but even outside of Strathmore, right? Um, so I really enjoy that. Uh, my my concert show is going to be in June 20, 2022. So I'm, I'm preparing for that, just kind of figuring out, um, you know, like a set list for that. Um, I'm really excited. I don't know exactly what it, what it looks like as of right now, but I'm excited to collaborate and 
bring people together because that's kind of like um, the thing that keeps Strathmore a unique powerhouse is that you have to collaborate with everybody else who's involved in your class. Mm. Um, and, and like Becky says, it's awesome to figure out what works and what doesn't work in these cross-cultural um, collaborations. And I think that there is beauty in that, whether it works or not. You could, you could say, hey, I, tap dancing works great with a flutist, or it doesn't, you know? And I think that's really powerful in knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that with yours, Becky, is like, for the audience, somebody had something to relate to or like to pull from because there was so much cross collaboration mm-hmm. happening on that one space, everyone in the audience was captivated. And I think it's because they're somehow in some way, no matter who you were or are as a person, you're still there, uh, you were able to grab something. Um, in particular, the one piece that I was obsessed with and I'm excited because you're going to do something like this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The, the vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you did movement with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I cried. It was just, it was <laughs> so beautiful to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was just really great. Um, so cool. So amazing. There's a lot of cool shit y'all are doing. Thank you. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Um, we were talking about the educational system a little bit and, you know, how students, you know, how can they get involved in these type of areas? Um, but I also want to ask that question, not just for students at universities or big or small or anywhere, but like folks and people like how, what is the best advice, um, now that people are hearing you on this podcast and say that someone's like, I want to go take some Appalachian dance. I want to go take a tap class. Like what, what is your advice in your two worlds for somebody who's trying to get involved? Uh, I'll say be consistent. Um, if you're trying to learn something, be consistent at it. Um, try to try to take it as much as possible, if not at least once a week, um, just so you can remain consistent. Because like I said, tap dancing, Appalachian flat footing, it's, it is a difficult art form to find your identity. And so to really, if you're something you really like, keep pushing it and keep exploring and see if you find yourself somewhere where you actually can say something with your body or your feet. Um, remain consistent. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my word of advice because, yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would also um, circle back to those, like, the spaces that you choose to dance in, like choose, or maybe the mindset, that can also be a space, right? Our minds (laughs) is like walk in, walk in with some levity, like walk in and be like, you know what, I'm gonna try this thing new and like some things are gonna surface. Like when you put your body into spaces at any age where you're learning something new, like sometimes discomfort or like getting overwhelmed or frustrated happens and just to like laugh at it. I think that's the thing from that I feel like I'm so constantly reminded of from being a progressive dancer in this modern program is like you got to be able to laugh. Yeah. You got to be able to be like, oh, that one, not today. <laughs> you know? And I, yeah. I think I think anything, if you can take that with some 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 lightness mm-hmm. and then you're consistent about it, like you're gonna go far. Or if you if you've gotta like prevent prevent the head from getting in the way. Yeah. Or your yeah. self esteem or like whatever you got. 
it's okay to make mistakes. Oh, it's okay dang. to like, yeah, yeah. I think that's the hardest concept, yeah. at least for me anyway, in my professional career to grab is like, I'm just dancing. Like I, I want people to enjoy my movement, but like I, I'm here for me. Like you said it. <laughs> you said it. I could have gone into accounting, but I didn't because <laughs> I'm terrible with numbers and can only count to eight. But you know, it's it's just for us that we're in there. And I would also encourage people to to improvise as soon as possible. Like maybe if you're a beginning tapper, you find a beginning piano player, and you guys are just like, all right, we're gonna just. Yeah, don't try be scared, this thing, too. You know, like, we're just going to try this thing because I think the soonest you start, ter- like, learning something and then um, embodying it in real time through your improvisation and being like, okay, well, maybe all I got is that shuffle, but, like, I can shuffle. Right. Yeah, that's I'm right. going to shuffle the shit out of this yeah. to this band that's on stage and then, like, instantly that connection will fuel you even further. Like, yeah. you'll want to show up and be consistent. Yeah. yeah. But if you wait too long because you're like, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. I don't have all the vocabulary. I don't want to improv. Like, just do it. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, throw a paint at the wall. Like, something will stick. Yeah. Yeah. Totes. How would you, because a lot of our folks probably heard that word improvise and they were like, wait, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ballet for my beer and ballet fans is very... It is very structured. Um, there are some moments where you do improvise, which basically to me is you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but how how in y'all's world would you describe, because I, I watch y'all improvise and I'm like, how in the world do they have all this in their brain that they can just do? And it's, it's so cool to see. Um, but how would you kind of describe improvising? Uh, improvise is like you said, do whatever you want. Um, I, I it, and it's a is a major part of tap dancing, um, just like it is in jazz music. Improvisation is what sets you apart. Um, often, there's often where improvisation even books the gigs, even if you don't get the choreography mm-hmm. in the audition. Um, they just ask you to improvise. Improvise to me is a way to really let them know who you are. Again, back to the identity thing. Everybody has his own way. Some people like wings. Other people really like to stay in the air and do fancy stuff. Other people really just want to be able to to create music. Some people is loud. Some people is soft-spoken when it comes to their dancing. For me in particular, I'm loud. Um, I'm a loud, I'm a heavy hitter type dancer. Um, And I try to find simplicity within my steps that still say something complex so the the tap the movement of my feet are not crazy but the rhythm of the feet is a little bit more complex Mm. movement not complex rhythm more complex so i'm more focused about the music than i am about anything else that's that's how i look at Amber here popping in to say, hi, what's up? I hope you're enjoying this podcast. And I wanted to give some brief updates of all the things that are happening in beer and ballet's world. It's a lot. And I'm so excited to take you on this journey. First of all, yet again, I will say we are having our pride class at Ministry of Brewing. I will again say that we are selling t-shirts in honor of Pride Month and 50% of those proceeds will go towards the Trevor Project. Now, I wanted to briefly take a little bit of time to talk about why the Trevor Project. And it goes like this. Before the Trevor Project's 
creation, I was actually an educator in Florida. And I actually mentored a lot of students who were discovering their gender identities. And this was from ages from K through 12. So I mean, you're talking elementary school students, you're talking middle school, you're talking high school. And unfortunately, in the Jacksonville community, we lost one of our students. Um, this was unfortunately due to the fact that they did not feel welcomed within the space because of their gendered identity. They were too scared to talk about it. This was at a different school that I was teaching at, but I mentored a lot of students who knew that student. And then following that unfortunate death, there was approximately six other students reported in Florida um, by committing suicide. And it was due to them not feeling welcomed and them not feeling understood and also not really having a resource of folks and people to say it's okay and we're here to help you and we love you and we support you in your journey of finding out who you really are so it's so important to me to say that no matter what gender identity no matter what race no matter what affiliation you have culturally we hear you, we see you, we love you. You are always welcomed at the bar. And yeah, I mean, that that's basically the entire reason why we chose the Trevor Project was because they are a group of folks, a group of volunteers who are really dedicating their time towards particularly our young folks of the LGBTQ plus community. And we appreciate their efforts. We know that they need a little bit more help in that department financially. So here we are and we're, and we're trying to do that. So we hope that you can participate either in class or if you're coming from afar, you know you can hop on Zoom and we'll be happy to welcome you to the space. If not, if you're not available that evening, perhaps you can go ahead and grab one of those t-shirts um, or perhaps donate to our cause and we'll be sure that all of those financials go towards the Trevor Project. So, all right, folks, awesome. let's get back to this podcast. Also, in, in tap dancing, it's, it's a beauty of like time, different time signatures, right? Like you could be dancing on threes or dancing on four fours or six fours. Um, so there's a beauty on that. Um, but I love improvisation. I, I I love it very much. I have I have on Wednesday this upcoming Wednesday. I have a, a choreography showing for one of my classes. Whoop, whoop. I think it's gonna be very much improvised. Improvography. <laughs> yes. We love a good improv. Yes. Good little choreography. Oh, what yeah. did you say? Improvography. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. It's like you know. It's a mixture improv of and choreography. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah, which happens a lot in tap dancing. Oh, I think. so much! Yeah, it happens and, so much. Yeah. It's like you have an intro shebang, and then you improvise for like five minutes, and yeah. then you go back to that intro, and there you go. And then done. Oh, done. Yeah, done. Did it. <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I see I see that in modern mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of you know besides class whenever I'm like improv for the first 16 counts in which normally I do that because I can't think of anything to do during that time so I say you do it um <laughs> but I'm trying to think of a ballet moment where that you know say you completely blank on stage you do have to improv it off yeah you do but my improv would be quickly run away <laughs> quickly and beautifully run away <laughs> or maybe ugly depending on the piece <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, 
Oh, that's awesome, y'all. Well, very quickly, do y'all have any favorite moments within your creative careers that have kind of happened? Y'all, again, you've done so much. One memory that sticks in my mind I'm just gonna go with enjoyable moment. Okay, I like that. I like that. I was I was on tour with a with a show that was labeled as the Cotton Club Show. Oh. We they were based out of Jacksonville. No way. Company. Um, and then we met in New York, and then we went. We traveled all around Scandinavia and Europe. We ended up in Oslo, Norway, and in Oslo, Norway, they have the best fish and chips, and then they have this one particular place that they call it, uh, they call it Culture House, but culture is spelled with a K, Mm -hmm. but it's spelled with the K, and it's like a cafe, but it turns into a club at night. Ooh, I like this place already. Yeah, and and they had um, amazing beers and like people was like casual casually like doing their homework while having a beer and then once after like seven o'clock start sneaking in book bags book bags are being filled with books and then more beers start to show up on the table and it was fantastic. I feel like I'd be there right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. They go to the culture house. Oh, my God. Culture it's thesis mode. Yeah, in Oslo, Norway. That's one of the most enjoyable. And what got me there was tap dancing. So There you go. Yeah, it was really cool. That's amazing. If I think of something else, I'll let you know. I mean, that's that's pretty badass. That's that's a pretty cool memory. <laughs> oh, and I went to their, I went to their, like, their, I went, in Oslo again. I went into their <laughs> Oprah house. Like the Oprah, it's like it's like their kind of their Sydney Oprah house. Uh-huh. It's huge. It's beautiful. It's right next to the to the ocean, um, and I really, really, and and then they have like these amazing studios there as well. So I thought it was it's really cool to go in there. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how about you, Becky? Man, that memory like <laughs> like spurred other memories. Um, I think the the thing that's been so gratifying about being this dancer and this person that I am is that it has been this passport to like friendships and collaborations and adventures. So I think I'm gonna go with like an adventure. Um, I went to I spent like two weeks in Ireland visiting Shannos dancers, which are called like old style Irish step dance. It's very close to the ground, a loose upper body, like a relaxed torso, as opposed to the Irish step dance that we think of, like shoulder, shoulder back, arms tight at the side, like very um, relaxed. And you can also, it's very similar to tap dancing as well. And I went down and my mission was just to like visit people. Um, and I ran into this person that told me, he wrote it, he didn't have a piece of paper, he wrote it on a wooden bar, box, like a little piece of wood, a wood scrap, and said, visit the Devani brothers of Karna. And I was like, all right, where's Karna? Like, drove to Karna in the middle of Connemara, stopped at the gas station, was like, where do the Devanis live? <laughs> like, mm. went to the Devani's house, met their dad, who was this master cultural bearer of Irish step dance and Shana singing. He started singing to us. I started dancing. There was like, what was my friend Anne? I was playing fiddle. Then the brothers get there and they're like these, you know, 
Irish men that are like, we caught a wild stallion. I was like, where am I? And um, <laughs> this is so wild. We ended up, um, we hung out that whole evening and then they gave us, uh, they invited us up to this Gaelic only speaking club in Belfast, mm. Ireland, where they were doing a show, the brothers were. And they were like, will you come? Will you and Anna come and be like our guests of the show? And that was a really magical, surreal moment to be in Belfast, to be in a Gaelic-speaking club, and historically how Gaelic was um, very much prohibited in that mm-hmm. part of, um, of the country. And we were in this, they, people wouldn't speak English to us, except the brothers that we went with. And it was so cool to be like, somehow I got here, and I got here because of dance. And, like, Anna and I, da- I, like, danced to a fiddle tune and then did, like, a trade with one, a couple of the brothers. They were all, they were all step dancers, all Shona's dancers. And those moments that you're like, yeah, I trusted that, I, like, trusted fate. And I also just followed the dance and it took me on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Aw. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, these stories of going to different places, meeting new people, um, especially since, like, these genres are so collaborative with people and, you know, community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty great. Um, well, we have gotten to this point in time in the podcast where we are doing something new this year. Okay. 2022. Wow, that's insane. That's insane. That see. 2022 is here. But, okay, <laughs> we're going with around it. Around the corner, around the corner. Yikes. Yeah. Um, we're doing this thing where we, we do fun fact time. (laughs) It's great. And basically what it is, is we reveal a fun fact about the beer industry and a fun fact about the dance industry or ballet or something that's either happening in the past or happening now. Um, yeah. And we just see what's going on in the world. So the first one I'll do is the brewing industry. Okay. Okay. Fun fact. Fun fact, you know, with a bunch of my friends, this is what we used to do. Anytime somebody in the space would say fun fact, you would take a sip of your brewski. Nice. There was a lot of fun facts at some point. (laughs) Um, So this first fun fact, take a sip. Um, The oldest recipe, beer recipe, comes from a poem that was written in ancient Mesopotamia. And it was in regards to um, the goddess of beer and alcohol, and her name was Ninkasi. Um, and basically what the recipe was, was uh, bread and uh, barley, and that was about it. Nice. University of Chicago figured that out. Wow. Uh, they found, like, some sort of tablet somewhere. It was, like, two clay tablets. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't even know how you would interpret that, but they did. I mean, it kind of makes sense that humans were trying to figure out how to get an alcohol buzz for a while. They wrote on the clay tablet. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted to know. You gotta (laughs) celebrate your humanity. You gotta celebrate. Well, and something that I really love about this fact, too, is that it it points to women in, like, the beer industry. Um, The simple fact that, like, the goddess was beer and alcohol um, and then women were actually the one of the first to like really begin brewing beers. We're women. Um, yeah, we're yeah. women. Yep. Makes sense. Um, women really like it's it's so funny because uh, it's not really known as like the women's world, um, but 
shout out because women are are in it. (laughs) They started it. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, Okay, and then the dance world. The dancing world. Um, A new character is coming up for different nutcrackers that have been going on, um, especially in the ballet scene. There's a lot of talk um, within the different cultures, particularly with the Chinese dance section, um, in regards to anything that's, you know, racially not cool or anything like that. So the Northwest Ballet in particular has a brand new character. It is a cricket because cricket in Chinese culture, apparently they, they really look towards them. It's good luck or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cricket is supposed to symbolize the superhero within the Chinese culture, which nice. is really lovely. I thought that that was a great way to still like pay homage to, mm-hmm. um, but not you know pull in these unwanted stereotypes within the culture. Um, Boston Ballet has actually replaced the section with a pas de deux, um, inspired by Chinese ribbon movement. So they have point dancers dancing with these lovely ribbons. Nice. Um, and yeah, there, there's actually a couple of ballet companies who canceled their Nutcracker because they're still trying to investigate ways of how not to pull all of that shit in there. Like, how do we kind of change the stereotypes? Um, Kudos a bit. to all of them for investing time in figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like, I'm like, my body language, my arms are crossed. I'm just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, you know, what should be canceled and what should stay. But the thing that I immediately think about is like, why not hire Chinese classical dance choreographers to figure out those sections? Like, why not put money, the nutcracker money that happens every Christmas Mm -hmm. into the hands of dancers that are steeped in certain traditions. Uh, yeah. Do we know for a fact that they're not, that they're no, not no. hiring? I'm hypothesizing. Gotcha. I'm hypothesizing yeah. that, like, you know, they're still... No, yeah. Figure, yeah. I, I <laughs> totally agree with this. And, and the, the reason why I do is because normally when with different companies they hire like one choreographer or they actually like take the copyrighted choreography from the original choreographers um of that company era and then they are the sole choreographers Mm -hmm. um but this is an interesting conversation of like why not take this money Mm -hmm. (laughs) and instead of like the choreographer sitting there and having these really great conversations that should be happening right um and, and trying to digest and, and say as an artist, like, oh, well, how, how can I still respect and how can I, how can we change this a little bit and get creative um, and still pay homage to this? Um, but what if somebody just did that? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also, I see this a lot. I know in Jacksonville there's one where instead of doing strictly ballet, whenever it goes to the Nutcracker. There's also, like, hip-hop Nutcrackers Mm -hmm. where they totally switch up the system. Um, Matthew Bourne actually totally changed up the Nutcracker, and there's a whole different story that happens within it. And it's so innovative and so interesting to see when those changes happen. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious if somebody did that. Yeah, let's hope so. And what would happen? I think we're in in an era of remix. Yeah. Remix some of these classics. Remix and a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's also an interesting conversation whenever it's a story that the audience is so freaking attached to. Mm-hmm. Um, and having those conversations of, like, how do we gently, <laughs> like, make these changes? Mm-hmm. I only say that because I'm thinking of, like, Broadway, like, West Side Story. You know, there's the movie version, and then there's the Broadway version, and then there's the tour version, and different people in the space, different creatives in the space trying to change up stories mm-hmm. um, and, and what that kind of does for the show. But interesting stuff. Well, fun facts, people. Fun facts Yay. for the day. Um, all right, friends, what, what's next for you? New projects? How can we keep up with y'all? What, what's going on? All right, you can find me on Gerson Lanza taps underscore um i have i mean (laughs) i got many things happening but school is keeping me trapped (laughs) Um, so what i'm trying to say is wait it's keeping you what trapped oh trapped okay what i said i said um yeah man i i got things coming up I got invited to do, uh, if you guys are not familiar, but the Guggenheim has this project called um, Works in Progress. I was invited to go to that, but school is keeping me trapped. So not sure if I'll be able to do that. Um, and then I got, there is a show being put together in in Utah that I got a call yesterday and wanted me to be a choreographer starting hey. in April all the way to June, but I can't do that because I'm trapped. Oh, <laughs> Um, so these are shows you should go and support. Absolutely. In I mean, the spirit. Yeah. I mean, who denies like a choreography gig, right? Like in this pretty so pristine yeah, theater. But I'm trapped. <laughs> um, what else I got? I think, I think what's keeping me level-headed is, is Strathmore, right? Because I think that they, they are giving me opportunities to really invest my creative knowledge into tap dancing rather than like modern dance um and to really invest my dance my dancing into the specificity of tap dancing um i'm not really getting that here at school so i I have i'm always trying to find ways to be able to tap into (laughs) tap dancing um because i don't have that creative outlet at school Mm -hmm. um which is crazy. Nonetheless... You're going to change that. You're going to change it. I don't know if I'll be able to do that in three you got years. You got Grant in now? You're changing the system. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, uh, um, big, 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 uh, big shout out to Sarah for putting that together. Um, yeah. What else I got going on? Um, show in June. Show in June with Strathmore Come Through. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Don't know what the show has in store just yet, but... Um, it's going to be a phenomenal show. Um, what else I got going on? I've ripped you into my thesis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Becky's got a thesis coming up. Becky! Um, and I'm part of that thesis, and I'm excited to be able to collaborate and, you know, be in conversation with Appalachian Fat, Flat Footing. Um, some tap. Some tap and some tap dancing in there. In there. Um you know, I'm really uh, uh, happy that that's going to happen. 
Um, we're still in the works. We still we're still rehearsing for it. So it's still we're still in conversation to finalize things. Um, and with that being said, I'm gonna send it over to Miss <laughs> Becky Hill. Yeah. So uh, man, I can't believe almost three years have gone by since meeting Amber oh at the MFA God. program. Wild to do an MFA and dance in the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about this thesis performance coming up. And it's a journey. It's kind of looking at. Um, we're going to start with the voice and get to a soundboard that is triggered, um, that I'm dancing on, that is a modular synthesizer, triggers a modular synthesizer, which have sound samples from my sort of embodied archive. So it's a whole, it's a whole it's a epic thing. thing. Yeah, so that's, that's the main focus. I basically have to clear out that schedule this year, like, say so you no, know, um, which is liberating. You guys, artists, I highly recommend sometimes saying no. It's okay. Oh my God, it's the hardest thing so for us to do. So hard. Yeah, it is. So hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm saying no to lead into this research, and I'm pretty excited Good. about it. And then, yeah, touring with them. The team at Rounders when we can, and I'll be teaching at a couple of music and dance camps this summer as well. Yeah, kind of figuring out the next big step, but you can find me at RebeccaHill.org. Yay! Becky Hill's a common name, so you gotta go for Rebecca sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, switch it up a little bit. You know. Uh, Also, I just want to point out, Ricky and I figured this out yesterday. Do you realize we've only been, like, physically on campus together for two semesters and that's it? It, yeah. That that makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Two semesters? Two semesters in three years because of COVID. Two and a half. So we got two two and a half, yeah. Yeah, and then Amber, I mean, you and I figured out ways to collaborate in person during the pandemic. Oh, we made toasted. a real wild vaudeville show. Oh, my um, God, veiled. Yeah. Wild. We got to um, talk about that at some point in time. I know, but yeah, it, it feels that way. It feels like a, a little bit dystopian, this experience, but, you know, great. Yeah. Still getting to dance. Still getting to dance. It's cool to be back. Mm-hmm. It's cool to be back and meet all these cool folks. Word. All <laughs> these cool people. So, all right. Well, thank you all so much for coming and chatting and hanging out with us. Um, but beer and ballet fans, that's it. That's all we got for you. And we'll see y'all in two weeks. All right. Have a lovely drive. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely dance. And we look forward to chatting with someone else new soon. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.